Chapter Forty Six of the Junior Classics, Volume Eight, Animal and Nature Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Junior Classics, Volume Eight, Animal and Nature Stories, edited by William Patton chapter forty six the mist by carl ewald the sun had just gone down the frog was croaking his good night which lasted so long that there seemed no end to it the bee was creeping into its hive and little children were crying because they had to go to bed the flower was closing up its petals and bowing its head the bird was tucking its bill under its wing and the stag was laying himself down to rest in the tall, soft grass in the glade of the wood. From the village church the bells were ringing for sunset, and when that was over the old clerk went home. On his way he had a little chat or two with the people who were out for an evening stroll, or were standing before their gate and smoking a pipe, till they bade him good night and shut the door. Then it grew quite quiet, and the darkness fell. There was a light in the parson's house, and there was one also in the doctor's but the farmers houses were dark because in summer time the farmers got up so early that they must go early to bed and then the stars began to twinkle and the moon crept higher and higher up the sky down in the village a dog was barking but it must have been barking in a dream for there was nothing to bark at is there nobody there asked the mist but nobody answered for nobody was there so the mist issued forth in her bright airy robes she went dancing over the meadows up and down to and fro then she lay quite still for a moment and then she took to dancing again out over the lake she skipped and deep into the wood where she threw her long damp arms round the trunks of the trees who are you my friend asked the night violet who stood there giving forth fragrance just to please herself the mist did not answer, but went on dancing. "'I asked you who you were,' said the night violet, "'and as you don't answer me, I conclude that you are a rude person.' "'I will now conclude you,' said the mist, and then she spread herself round the night violet, so that her petals were dashed with wet. "'Oh, oh!' cried the night violet, "'keep your fingers to yourself, my friend. I have a feeling as if I have been dipped in the pond.' you have no reason for getting so angry just because i asked you who you are the mist let go of her again who am i she said you could not understand even if i told you try said the night violet i am the dewdrop on the flower the cloud in the sky and the mist on the meadow said the mist well, i beg your pardon said the night violet would you mind saying that again the dewdrop i know it settles every morning on my leaves and i don't think it is as at all like you no but it is i all the same said the mist mournfully but no one knows me i must live my life under many shapes one time i am dew and another time i am rain and yet another time i babble as a clear cool streamlet through the wood but when i dance on the meadows in the evening men say that it is the marsh lady brewing it is a strange story said the night violet do you mind telling it to me the night is long 
and I sometimes get a little bored by it. It is a sad story, answered the mist, but you may have it and welcome. But when she was about to lie down, the night violet shook with terror in all her petals. Be so kind as to keep at a little distance, she said, at least till you have properly introduced yourself. I have never cared to be on familiar terms with people I don't know. So the mist lay down a little way off and began her story. I was born deep down in the earth, far deeper than your roots go. There I and my sisters, for we are a large family, you must understand, came into the world as waves of a hidden spring, pure and clear as crystal, and for a long time we had to stay in our hiding place. But one day we suddenly leapt from a hillside into the full light of the sun. You can well imagine how delightful it was to come tumbling down through the wood. We hopped over stones and rippled against the bank. Pretty little fishes gambled amongst us, and the trees bent over, so that their beautiful green was reflected in our waters. If a leaf fell, we cradled it and fondled it and carried it out with us into the wide world. Ah, that was delightful. It was indeed the happiest time of my life. But when are you going to tell me how you came to turn into mist? asked the night violet impatiently. I know all about the underground spring, when the air is quite still. I can hear it murmur from where I stand. The mist lifted herself a little, and took a turn round the meadow. Then she came back, and went on with her story. It is the worst of this world that one is never contented with what one has. So it was with us. We kept running on and on, till at last we ran into a great lake, where water lilies rocked on the water, and dragonflies hummed on their great stiff wings. Up on the surface the lake was clear as a mirror, but whether we wished it or not, we had to run right down by the bottom, where it was dark and gruesome, and this I could not endure. I longed for the sunbeams. I knew them so well from the time I used to run in the brook. There they used to peep down through the leaves, and pass over me in fleeting gleams. I longed so much to see them again, that I stole up to the surface, and lay down in the sunshine, all amongst the white water lilies, and their great green leaves. But ugh, how the sun burnt me there on the lake! It was scarcely bearable. Bitterly did I regret that I had not stopped down below. I can't say this part of your story is very amusing, said the night violet. Isn't the mist soon coming? Here it is, said the mist, and dropped down once more on the flower, so that it nearly had the breath squeezed out of it. Oh, oh, shrieked the night violet. Upon my word, you are the most ill-natured person I have ever known. Move off, and, and go on with your story, since it must be so. In the evening, when the sun had set, I suddenly became wonderfully light, said the mist. I don't know how it came about, but I thought I could rise up from the lake and fly, and before I knew anything about it, I was drifting over the water, far away from the dragonflies and the water lilies. The evening breeze bore me away. I flew high up into the air, and there I met many of my sisters, who had been just as eager for novelty as myself, and had had the same fate. We drifted across the sky for you see we had become clouds i am not sure i do see said the night violet the thing sounds incredible but it is true all the same answered the mist and let me tell you what happened then the wind carried us for a long way through the air 
but all at once it would not do so any more and let us drop down we fell onto the earth as a splashing shower of rain the flowers all shut up in a hurry and the birds crept under cover except of course the ducks and the geese for you know the wetter it is the more they like it yes and the farmer too he wanted rain so much for his crops he stood there hugely delighted and did not in the least mind getting wet but otherwise we really did make quite a sensation oh so you are the rain as well said the night violet i must say you have plenty to do yes i am never idle said the mist all the same i have not yet heard how you became mist said the night violet only please don't go into a passion again you know you promised to tell me without my asking you and i would sooner hear the whole story over again than shiver once more in your horrid clammy arms the mist lay silent and sobbed for a few moments then she went on with her story after i had fallen on the earth as rain i sank down into the black soil and was already congratulating myself on soon getting back to my birthplace the deep underground spring there at any rate one enjoyed peace and had no cares but as i was sinking into the ground the tree roots sucked me up and i had to wander about for a whole day in the boughs and leaves they treated me as a beast of burden i assure you all the food that the leaves and flowers needed i had to carry up to them from the roots it was not till the evening that i managed to get away when the sun had gone down the flowers and trees all heaved a deep sigh and i and my sisters flew off in that sigh in the form of bright airy mists to-night we dance on the meadow but when the sun rises in the morning we shall turn into those pretty transparent dewdrops which hang from your petals when you shake us off we shall sink deeper and deeper till we reach the spring we came from that is if some root or other does not snap us up on the way and so the journey goes on down the brook out into the lake up into the air down again to the earth stop said the night violet if i listen to you any more i shall become quite seasick now the frog began to stir he stretched his legs and went down to the ditch to take his morning bath the birds began to twitter in the wood and the bellow of the stag echoed amongst the trees it was on the point of dawn and here came the sun peeping up over the hill hello what is that he said what a strange sight one can't see one's hand before one's face wind of the morning up with you you sluggard and drive the foul mists away the morning wind came over the meadow and away went the mists and at the very same moment the first rays of the sun fell right on the night violets hey day said the flower we have got the sun already so i had better make haste and shut up where in the world has the mist gone to i am still here said the dewdrop that hung on its stalk but the night violet shook herself peevishly you may stuff children with that nonsense she said as for me i don't believe a word of your whole story it is as weak as water then the sun laughed and said you are quite right there end of chapter forty six